The what? The he, there's a point where they're attacking Dracula and he's got like the dumbest white wig on at some point in the film. <laughs> Wait, which one? Dracula? No, Keanu Reeves. No, yeah, he's got like the gray hair because they've been sucking But the they give him like uh, white hair at one point. I know. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like it literally looked like they put him off. That movie is glorious though. It it's is. pretty true. That movie is really good. <laughs> so uh, Meg was saying, huh? What? <laughs> you just switch it off of my face. <laughs> okay. What? What's your problem? <laughs> Meg doesn't like being on camera. I don't know. Either do um, I. So. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm just, just kidding, like. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't even like being on camera, but I suck it up. <laughs> um, Meg was saying so. Meg's first like full Dracula movie that she actually watched was Dracula Dead and Loving It, <laughs> which is still her favorite. That's but. Just- that's, that's yeah. a good way to spoil it because nothing can live up to that. Exactly. Yeah. The yeah. 1971 version with um, uh, Franklin. Peter Cushing. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> oh, what? How many? Let's just throw Christopher Lee, Franklin. No, Jones. no, it's um, uh, what's his name? Sauron. Uh, or Sa- Christopher Saruman. Lee. Christopher, Christopher Lee. Lee. Yeah. yeah, he did the Hammer films in the 70s. Yeah. The 71 Chris Freely one is the best. Um, but yeah, so Meg watching Bram Stoker's or um, what's his face's um, director. I can't remember his name right now. But anyway, Godfather director. Uh, Coppola's watching Coppola's, Coppola's, Stoker's Dracula, whatever. She was shocked to see how actually faithful Dracula Dead and Loving It is. Oh yeah. Story. <laughs> yeah, it's just with a comedic spin on it. <laughs> hmm. Oh wow! Oh my god, he's so young. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was actually a Frank Langella one in the seventies too. Mm-hmm. Right there. Uh, I've never seen that one, but I've heard of it. He looks like. In uh, fact, there are a lot of there are a lot of people who really like that one. He looks like Rex Manning. Worst Witch. Oh, yeah. It's like Tim Curry in The Worst yep. Witch. Yeah. Anything can happen on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen The Worst Witch, but I've seen like clips and stuff of it. Uh, you've seen that whole, the Tim Curry's whole number in that? I've seen, yeah, I've seen that, but I think that's the only part of that I've seen. Yeah. I mean, if anything, like Meg and I share that on Facebook, like every. I was trying to describe <laughs> it to someone one time and they thought I was talking about Halloween Town. <laughs> Uh, uh, no. I've never well, seen Halloween also Town. Also, a good classic, classic one. Mm-hmm. Halloween okay. Town was a little after our time. That was like a Disney Channel one. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was like Disney Channel know. early two thousands. Okay, yeah, Meg watched the Disney Channel specials a lot longer. It was actually that. shot here in. Um, it was shot up here in the Pacific Northwest, a couple like twenty miles north of Portland. Oh yeah, yeah, because any any like Halloween ish movie. Like TV movie requires actual like foliage. Full... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not gonna shoot that shit in LA. <laughs> a bunch of fucking palm trees. They have to yeah. like import brown leaves on the ground and, and trees. And well, it's like two of the most famous um, like moody, uh, like like the X Files and Twin Peaks were both shot in um, well in upstate Washington and the other in Vancouver. But yeah. yeah. 
Anyway. All right. Uh, we should get into it because we got a, a shitload of news. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's uh, yeah, it's Sunday night, everybody. So welcome to the Getting Off Topic podcast. This is Tony. This is Todd. This is Byron. And Meg. And Andrea! Uh, yeah, uh, we got a full house tonight. Friend Andrea joining us, hanging out for a bit, and uh, yeah, we got a got a bunch of news after our after our Mission Impossible fest. We're getting back to our good old fashioned uh, giant news dump, uh, which is a good <laughs> week for that because we got E three happening. Oh yeah, uh, what are they, are they like two days in? Or uh, so uh, it's. Yeah, they're two days of the main show, but it's like five days total so far because they had like three days of pre-show stuff. Yeah, there's like E3 is like so decentralized now because there's like two weeks of rumors and speculation before that. <laughs> yeah, and some publishers don't even officially participate, so yeah. they okay. just do so their they'll own have events. their own. Like uh, one of the uh, Sony, I think, is having their own event later on this month. And one of the uh, Nintendo obviously has its own Nintendo Directs, so they're not uh, releasing anything other than and this. And the Nintendo uh, event is probably going to be a big deal because they're most likely announcing the Switch Pro. So that's well, all I not... <clears throat> They're announcing the Switch Pro, and then there's a very, uh, very credible rumors that uh, we're getting three Zelda remasters for the Switch. <laughs> We're getting Ocarina of Time, Twilight mm-hmm. Princess, and Wind Waker for the Switch. Yes. I would be very stoked for that. Yeah. That's Ocarina is one of those. I that feels like like one you of want those. That on every platform. Yeah, like whatever media that that lands on, I'm just gonna end up rebuying it and replaying it. Like so, favorite, I, the last like time I played it was uh was the 3DS 3D remake, and uh, I really really liked that version. I, I specifically. Hope... Oh, I hope that they keep the uh, the improvements that they made to that game because it's a really great version of it. Yeah, Meg had never played it before. She never played Ocarina. And so I actually bought a 3DS specifically so she could play really? it. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, I'd like to do you try... just want me to start? Go ahead, Meg. I'd like to try, if we did get the new Switch and they're coming out with Twilight Princess... I never, I had Twilight Princess for the original Wii, but I never actually finished playing it. It's long. It's like one of the longest, other than Breath of the Wild, it's probably, I think, the longest. And it was the first Zelda game I actually ever attempted to play. I had never played a Zelda game before that. Skyward Sword is pretty long too, now that I think about it. That one I missed, I actually haven't played it. So I would be interested in playing it again if we were to get the switch pro yeah i remember actually i finished it at your house you did because we were just dating at the time um and i remember it being fine but i was a little bored of the story at the time it felt kind of like it was trying too hard to be another ocarina twilight Uh, princess is my probably my least favorite um of all of them but i would definitely replay for sure um yeah skyward sword is being released uh for for switch and like next month so okay so basically we're gonna buy a switch pro and then we're just gonna get all the zelda all games the zelda over. Games. Yes. all it's over it's just again. gonna be a zelda machine that works we're gonna we're gonna have like six zeldas and zero metroids and a, and a movie <laughs> oh yeah yeah zero metroids until like well five years supposedly from supposedly and this this is this has been a rumor for a really long time supposedly 
the Metroid Prime trilogy was finished for Switch like close to four years ago. And that they have just been holding off on it uh, for a really long time because they supposedly they wanted to release it right before Metroid Prime 4 came out. Ah, gotcha. Um, yeah, we do know 4 is coming, but I mean, it's like it's a long ways away. Yeah, but they restarted development last year with from scratch. Like they completely... So like... They started Metroid Prime 4 like five years ago mm-hmm. and they completely reset everything last year. Yeah, because I think I remember bringing a headline to the podcast a ways back and like, oh yeah, there's news that they were hiring artists and stuff. Yeah. So. Supposedly <laughs> Nintendo was like not happy with the state the game was in Jeez. and they fired a significant amount of the staff. Do you think it would be... <laughs> I'm sure you're never going to make all the fanboys happy um, with trying different trying different styles because I know they did that with like other M and that was meh. But I would love like a giant expansive open world, like a Breath of the Wild for Metroid. I think that would be awesome as shit. Yeah. I also, I, I mean, I, I like Metroid Prime, the first one, a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like the second one as much but three was pretty good um but i prefer the 2d zeldas or um sorry metroids yeah uh metroid zero mission and um super metroid uh that's one of those fusion those were great games those were really really great games and um i feel like if nintendo brought it and i never played the second one or the the (laughs) metroid game for 3ds Though I, oh, I um, yeah, it was the remake of two Samus Returns. My actually, 3DS got stolen, so I just never got a chance. But I played uh, that during quarantine. That was really good. I feel like the Switch is perfect for a 2D Metroid, and I'm actually surprised that it hasn't happened thus far. Yeah. But Metroid. Metroid notoriously sells much poorer than any of the other fr- Nintendo franchises. That's so um, weird. Yeah, it's just because in, in Japan they're just not as big. It's and just a bit more niche. And Nintendo has always been very touchy about titles not doing as well in Japan as they do in the United States. Mm. Um, Zelda sells really well everywhere. both places. Yeah, everywhere. everywhere. Um, though not as well as people think, actually. Uh, though Breath of the Wild is an exception to that. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, for some reason, Metroid just does not do as well in Japan. Yeah. Todd, do you want to start running down some uh, news? Sure. I, know you, I know you got a bunch of stuff. I've got a whole list uh, of things, at least that I've reacted to. I, I I couldn't watch every single fucking trailer this year because there is. I just so, watched a bunch just now. So. Yeah, I've watched a bunch, but uh, there's a lot of games this year. Not so much AAA titles this year. It was very like smaller studio focused. I think this year. Mm-hmm. Um, had very few AAA like big budget huge games this year. Well, also th- I feel like the are... nature the nature of gaming is sort of changing right now. Like you can have smaller titles that absolutely dominate. Oh yeah, absolutely. The story yeah. story is becoming more of a focus. Like the walking simulator story games 
they're back. I think oh, there I saw at least ten different trailers for various like walking walking simulator story games. So that's a genre that is kind of back. They were year. pretty big at the beginning of the last gen too. Yeah, I think I think it's the types of games that like studios sort of like it 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 gets them a lot of cultural cachet. You know, not only that, but they're very profitable. Like they're, yeah. they, they take, they, they, they take a lot less development time. They take a lot less development money. And they have, in some they have cases, a lot of crossover potential too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, uh, so I'll, I'll just start running down the list of the ones that, uh, uh, I took note of. So first off, one of the early, one of the first, uh, no, uh, releases is the, uh, Elden Ring. This is one of the first trailers that we got. This is a Souls-like game. In fact, it's made by the studio that do Dark Souls. So if you play the Dark Souls game, you get to play. It's yeah. going to be hard as shit. Yeah. So if oh, you yeah. like throwing your controller at the screen. <laughs> yeah. And there's no easy mode for these games. They, okay. <laughs> there's no story mode for casual Hey, players. Armored Core games were never that crazy hard. Uh, Armored Core was pretty difficult. I don't know, but uh, this one has uh, George R. R. Martin assistance. This uh, oh, that's right, I forgot about that. Yeah, Dude, this, this is, is the game he's that he's all of his time that he should be putting into Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, this is uh, he's not he's not a huge person. Game of Thrones this, is but... so twenty tens. Yeah, <laughs> he's literally he's gonna find every excuse in the book. If he runs out of like official projects, he's just gonna go like start carpentry or something. Just other than anything other than writing. <laughs> He's going to become the old sea captain that he's always wanted to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that he's been cosplaying this whole time. Yes. yes. Oh, wow. uh, so we, we're getting that one. It, it looks super fun. It's got the big monsters and everything, but it's all, it's going to be crazy difficult. So I probably won't end up playing that one. Um, we're getting the evil dead game. So this is pretty exciting because yeah, I saw is, that uh, gameplay trailer. Yeah, it's uh, they finally they finally fixed the rights issues with um, with Army of Darkness, so they can use Army of Darkness assets in this game. We, oh, that's cool. We see a couple of uh, Army of Darkness things yeah, already. Yeah, knights and uh, oh, uh, the the trailer ends with uh, reveal of uh, like evil Ash all in his yeah. armor and everything and all undead. So um, yeah, yeah, it looks like a mashup of like the entire like all eras of evil dead because you've got like characters even like side characters from the first film i caught in there and then all the way up to uh modern day bruce so he's all you know he's a little bigger and gruffer and great and you've got kelly and pablo from from the series yeah, um, so so that looks super fun uh it's going to be a uh, like a co-op multiplayer like 4v1 type game uh in the vein of like the the Friday the 13th game and the evil within. So, yeah. so you're all as a team trying to kill the deadites or, or a deadite or one guy plays the deadite trying to kill everybody else. Yeah. I really like that. Uh, uh, Friday the 13th game. I, I, I actually liked it a lot more than I expected to. Yeah. I, I haven't played it. I've, I've wanted to though. It's a, it's weird. I think <laughs> it's, it's the very best weird. Of, I think it's the best of the genre. Like that. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't. I tried Dead by Daylight, and I could not get into it. No, not my. Thing. That was that was kind of like a more generic. Which is weird because they're really, really sim similar. Yeah, was it Dead by Daylight was kind of more of a generic one, uh, but then they had packs where like theme. Packs. Yeah, except all the packs are like pretty much the cost of a standalone game, which is really yeah. Annoying. It's like 
30 bucks or something like 20 yeah bucks like i bucks. almost pulled the trigger on the silent hill dlc but like i don't know i just did not like the core gameplay enough to be able to i don't know rash and the, rationalize it and those yeah. games those that type of game specifically you have to have a group of players to play with if you play with random oh, pubs yeah. it's so yeah. not fun it's yeah. so not fun and for some reason, the the Friday Thirteenth version just I think worked better because they sort of focused on emulating the movies in a yeah. very specific way. And there's like a single player component that is sort of fun if you're like a big fan of the movies, which I am. So and and Jason just felt ominous. Oh yeah, he felt like a force and he felt powerful. Yeah. And I don't know, playing the um the. Uh, the icons or whatever they call them in dead by daylight just feels sort of hollow. So we have that. And then uh, next up we had uh, early looks of the new battlefield game. I know you guys aren't really first person shooters, but it looks fun. Um, It's I love battlefield. Oh, you're a battlefield player. Yeah. Nice. I like like the big open world, uh, like battle, like the 64 player like giant battles. That's why I play Planet Side is because the more players, the more meta the game gets. Oh, that's right. I forgot you're a Planet Side player. So and I, I put you... a lot of time into Battlefield 1, 2, 3, 4, uh, and I just started playing 5 <laughs> just because it was free on Xbox Game Pass. We'll have to play. I, I play Battlefield 5 too. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So uh, they're actually bringing back the 128 player battles. Rad. So... And they're bringing it to the near future setting of 2043. So not quite 2143 like the the classic uh, game, but uh, we're we're getting a near future. I played setting. that one b- back in the day, and that was uh, that one was bonkers. That was something. <laughs> yeah, that I was. Say, uh, I was like mildly curious, just because I remember when these battlefield games started coming out, and it was like, oh, okay, so it's like World War One, World War Two, stuff like that. Like that's pretty cool. And then, and then they super just, future. <laughs> yeah, it's like they ran out of content because twenty one forty two. Yeah, yeah, it's not like where you can do Madden every year with new players or whatever. Like with you know, it's a, you're then you just start inventing new wars every year. <laughs> but so they just basically in the future and you're fighting aliens and shit. Yeah, pretty much. It's okay. it's just like Battlefield, but Halo. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So well, there's but, also no single player content whatsoever this time. Hmm. Yeah. Well, the, they're 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 getting away from single player. Like the the last two games, the single player content has basically been single player, but on the multiplayer maps with yeah. like small objectives. Yeah, and they're and they're like a little they're uh, vignettes. Like uh, it'll yeah. be like a two hours of gameplay here, two hours of gameplay there, and they all each vignette tales a contained story which i actually really liked and i I think fits the battlefield sort of ethos a little bit better than like these long ass drawn out story campaigns where you're just like oh so it's call of duty (laughs) so the the trailer uh, but the trailer for this one it was super fun and it looks like they're they're finally realizing that they don't have to take themselves too seriously again um so they had like little interesting moments in the trailer of things that like players can do um, that the, the kind of stuff that you see on like YouTube highlight videos. Yeah. Like, like a, somebody, yeah, go ahead. somebody shooting a, an ATV off the top of a building and blowing up a helicopter with it. Yeah. Somebody jumping out of a jet, hitting the ejector seat on their jet and RPGing another jet that was chasing that was, them. That was the one that really stuck out to me. Cause that's like, that's the theory. That's thing. A, <laughs> well that there's this like super famous clip of this dude like jumping out of his uh helicopter firing firing a rocket hitting the helicopter and then jumping back 
into into his own helicopter. <laughs> yeah, God. that shit you can definitely do in this game, and I've seen it happen. Wow. And there there was some good classic like YouTube compilation videos set to some terribly awful awful music. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, so, I will say personally, the the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life in gameplay has all happened in Planet Side Two. But yeah, I believe it. You can do uh, similar things. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're getting a, a Dying Light sequel. Uh, I don't know if you played Dying Light, but it's a really, really good Was that zombie. the open world zombie game? Sort of open-ish world, yeah. It, and there was like parkour and stuff? Park, definitely parkour. <laughs> parkour, running and... parkour! 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 <laughs> parkour! It was probably one of the most intense like gameplay zombie survival games. Like A lot of zombie survival games is just like how much ammo you can tr- you hold versus the the hordes this one you like really have to try to run and avoid fights and and that kind of thing yeah. uh so that's getting a sequel i think it's long time coming i think that i'll probably check that one, one out because i never played the first one but uh my buddy played it and i always i always thought it, the gameplay looked really interesting so maybe i'll check it out it, it's good um right. like i was saying earlier there's a bunch of uh indie games uh, a couple of the ones that i noticed uh starmancer it's like a uh, like a synth wave kind of uh, pixel game. Uh, two point camp- of the, those types of games oh, yeah. these days. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 Aww. a lot coming out. <laughs> two point campus is a, a sequel to uh, two, point two point hospital. hospital. Yeah, which uh, in itself was a spiritual spiritual remake of uh, theme hospital, which yeah. I used to play back in the day, and I fucking loved that game. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the sim like super niche like simulator games are like really really popular nowadays. And there's a lot of those coming out. Uh, Sacrifier, I think, is the name of the one that that was the biggest standout for me for the indie little games. It's like a pixel art RPG game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks super fun. Uh, we have Severed Steel. Which is uh, I don't know if you've played it or seen Sounds it like yet. Sounds like a metal but... band, Severed Steel. Steel. <laughs> Something the Wild Stallions will or definitely open for. I was literally just gonna say that. <laughs> Maybe play with Wild Stallions. <laughs> it looks like a combo of uh, Ghost Runner and Super Hot. Super Hot's are really like. Super Hot is amazing. Yeah, it's a really good like. VR experience, but it's also you can play it non VR. Like the non non VR version is good, but the VR version is like incredible. Yeah, and uh, Ghost Runners is super fun as well. You should definitely check that one out. It's super synthy. It's a platformer next uh, where you like jump around all crazy. Jump but, around, uh, jump, jump. Uh, Red Solstice Two is another one of the small developer ones that I noticed. It's like a top-down um, shooter game where you and a squad of friends just murder hordes of uh, hordes of aliens. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first uh, or one of the the big sequels that that I saw. This is actually a AAA developer. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution Two is coming out. I'm excited. Yeah, uh, I, I'm actually playing the first one right now, and despite the fact that the like the management system, which is weird because it's it's from the same developers at, at Frontier Games who also did um, uh, the incredible uh, Planet Coaster. Yeah. Like, Planet Coaster is amazing. It's like... One of the best uh, sim games out. <laughs> uh, uh, of all time. 
Um, but it's from the same developers, but the, the, like the park management side is not as good as like the story content side. Yeah. It's, it's not surprising. as quite fleshed out. So it's... I think, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. The, the first one was sort of just a shameless movie tie in to, uh, I think uh, the, the DLC first... though was really good. Like the return of Jurassic park DLC and the secrets of Dr. <laughs> Wu. Yeah. Those actually made it a really good game. Tony, what were you going to ask? Oh, cause I've never played it. Uh, you were talking about park management. I was like, is this Sim Jurassic world or what? Yes, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's sort it's of set after the, the reboot franchise, the, the series of that. And you basically get control of all of the islands and you can, you, uh, you start with a basic park that's already constructed and you expand it to fill up the whole map. Basically, And then there's a DLC that takes you back to effectively like, what if the original park didn't fall Fail. apart? Yeah. Actually kept um, on. Different. But that's then cool. spoiler alert, it falls apart. It does. No way. <laughs> um, so, and I, you also have uh, voice actors from some of the uh, the, the cast, like the, yeah, uh, pretty much the entire original cast came back. Oh shit. Jeff awesome. Jeff Goldblum does the the first non DLC version. He's in that. Um, for the DLCs, you get Sam Neill and uh, what's her name come back, and um, Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Nice. Yeah. That's um, awesome. They get generic actors for the the Lost World or the. Uh... Well, actually, the the only person from um, Jurassic World that is that doesn't come back is Owen Grady. Yeah, they literally got um, what's her name? Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard is in the game. That was is, her. That was her. Yeah, because cool. it sounded as like is, a sound alike. <laughs> as is yeah right. As is Doctor Wu. They got hit uh, that actor. I forget nice. his name. Um, uh, BD Wong, BD Wong. There you go. Yeah, I always so, remember him. I, as I really like these games because I was a huge yeah, Jurassic Park Operation Genesis fan way back in the day. Like I put oh, wow. like lots and lots and lots and lots of time into that game. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Right. Hopefully, the second one will be better than the first one. Yeah. Uh, Todd, can I talk about the next, uh, the big one, big sequel coming? Because. Sure. Uh, we actually, we three just sat here and watched it since you said like, Hey, homework, Tony, before, uh, <laughs> starts. so I still haven't played the first outer worlds game. It's on my GOG library. Uh, but uh, effectively it's like a, like a, fallout. Game pass. It's like a fallout in space, right? Yeah. It's made by the, the team that did new Vegas. So okay. City. Yeah. But we just watched the uh, teaser trailer, which was probably the best game trailer I've ever yeah. seen. Because they just, the narrator <laughs> is just calling out, like, we open with, like, a, a mysterious landscape and here, and, oh, like, we need some lens flares. And he's just calling out all the stupid tropes that we see in every he's goddamn sh- motion for He's no- shitting on every trope. Every, yeah, I love it. Blah, do you hear that blah sound? <laughs> that means something <laughs> exciting is going to happen. <laughs> we'll show the silhouette because we have that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah, we have no gameplay, nothing ready for this game. You just get his silhouette because the developers are still deciding on what he'll look like. <laughs> I will say that um, I liked Outer Worlds. It was not as good as I was expecting it to be. Same. Um, I've heard the DLC is pretty good though, so I, I'll probably go back and and finish it. 
Uh, and it, it's definitely up your alley, Tony, because it's very yeah, much I think more of really a. Yeah, I like it. It's very much more of a contained story than most like open world. It's uh, sort of games. like Firefly meets Fallout. Oh, I'm I'm fucking in. <laughs> yeah, but with like a much stronger comedic element than either of those. That's ah, oh, give it give yeah. it all to me right now. <laughs> and it's a uh, it's only about twenty to twenty four hours of gameplay, so you sure. you can get it done. Get her done. There was that. Uh, borderlands spinoff yeah so tiny tina's wonderland is what it's called Mm -hmm. it's the premise is what if tina was a dungeon master so you're (laughs) gonna play like like D &D. because that would be dope not not chains and whips with uh with mad moxie but it's uh i did not see the trailer for this that's interesting yeah, so uh, it's it's Borderlands, so you're gonna have the same style of gunplay and and, and action as Borderlands, but it's gonna be in a more traditional fantasy setting. Yeah, and, uh, uh, voice cast in there. They got uh, Andy. Oh, Samberg, it's a huge Ford voice cast. Whoa, what? Andy yeah. Samberg is in it? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. You know what? Something something that stuck out to me uh, of these games. Uh, I watched a bunch of trailers after I got home from work earlier today, mm-hmm. and uh, Psychonauts two. Like, I don't know if y'all have ever played the original Psychonauts, but that is, like, one of those absolute classic, like, uh, PS2-era games that really sold really, really, really poorly and totally disappeared under the radar, but, like, is, was it, like, was an instant classic when it came out. Um, And it came out, like almost 20 years ago. <laughs> so, I think and it sort of got this aesthetic to it that's sort of like um Tim uh oh god what's his name? Tim um oh I, I know who you're referring to I can't remember his last name either. The same like creator behind like Day of the Tentacle that those yeah, yeah 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 uh he, his work gets compared to Tim he's Schaefer? like Tim Schafer, there we go. There go. Yeah. Tim Schafer's work gets compared to like uh, Tim Burton a lot. Like mm-hmm. they're they're I think they're probably around the same age, um, and they were both sort of making the same sort of kooky, weird, uh, gothy like like weirdo content around the same time. Yeah, um, yeah and I'm I'm just really Fandango. stoked. Yeah, uh, yeah, and Grim Fandango is just wow. I think yes. I think there might be a an HD um, version of Psychonauts on GOG. Yeah, so Psychonauts um, got a remaster about seven or eight years ago, yeah. and they re-released it on a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I think there's a PS4 version even. Oh, cool. The latest Game Informer magazine is all about Psychonauts 2. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I actually resubscribed to Game Informer just because I <laughs> wanted to be in on, on all the stuff that I could just add to my forever list. <laughs> yeah. Eventually. Speaking, um, of thing, speaking of remasters and things for the forever list, Final Fantasy 1 through 6 is getting a uh, remaster. So I'm a little confused about what this project is. Uh, so, w- w- a remaster? How? So it's still going to be pixel art. It's there. There's not much information. It's the, so the information what I'm guessing known. is that they're building a unified engine, and yeah. they're going to make all the assets in their new engine, 
and they're all there's going to be like a consistency to the to the art most likely. Yeah, okay. pretty much, and it's going to be for mobile, so that makes sense. Yeah, so you're going to be able to play all all one through six on mobile, and it and, it, and probably with like modern save points and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, you won't lose an hour of gameplay because you fucked forgot to go back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that that's cool. I would actually. I would, I, hmm. I don't know how I feel. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I probably would just play the originals, but it'll make it easily accessible for people. Yeah, That's you won't have to. Good. You won't have to emulate or find a, a, an original console if you don't have it. Yeah, uh, we got that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game. Yeah, um, it looks. The tone looks fun. Um, they're they're trying to mirror the tone of the the films, but yeah. it, it it has the same problem as the Avengers game for me. It just looks like great value versions of. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, the, it, that's really was... difficult because, okay. like, you know, even so, why does Arkham Asylum not feel like a great value version of Batman? Because, because the, the Bat character is like you unify like. No matter what version of the Batman suit that you get in the games, it looks very much similar to something that's been in the comics. Well, and also the voice. Like, you've got... Um, Kevin Conroy, yeah. Kevin yeah. Conroy. So that right there throws the whole great value notion that's out true. the window. Like, he can look like generic, you know, handsome Bruce Wayne. However, you know, the video game artists do him up. But you hear and, that voice, you're like, oh shit, that's Batman. And the... Yeah, that's funny. And then remember that one Batman game where they didn't get Mark Hamill to play Joker and everybody tore it to shreds? Despite the fact <laughs> that the game actually wasn't very bad at all. In fact, I actually really liked it. I loved it. I, I thought it worked in with the rest of the... the I love that whole Arkham series. I that think was, I actually uh, liked that one more than I liked the other ones. Yeah, that was... What's the guy's name? Um, it's the guy um, who did Joel in The Last of Us. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nolan North. No, 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 no. That's Nathan Drake. Uh, this is a. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna have to fucking Google it because I don't remember. Um, Arkham. That was Arkham Origins, I think. Yeah. Was that one? The autocomplete was not Mark Hamill. Troy Baker. Troy Baker. That's right. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Um. Yeah. Which is a good voice actor in his own right. Like he's Yeah, no, he was good. Yeah, I, he, I mean, like, I really like Mark Hamill's Joker, but he's let's let's give somebody else a try for once. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I am excited for his Skeletor. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so okay. We're bouncing away from gaming news, but that was one of the things we saw that uh uh He Man or Masters of the Universe Revelation. Yeah. No, his Skeletor right. is like honestly, like I mean so I, I, I was telling Todd, I have never seen, I, I may be an 80s, 90s kid, but I, I mean, never I used to literally it. watch it when I was like a three, four-year-old child, but I never, I never caught any of it. I was aware of it and I saw the commercials for all the toys, but I never, ever watched an episode, but that trailer got me excited. I was like, dude, I'm in like, just yeah, feel, yeah, maybe I've, I've really been in the mood for like, just, just old school fantasy. Swords and sorcery. Yes. Swords and sorcery. So I'm so in. Um, yeah, it was fun. Uh, Made me want to try to find the old D and D uh, 
seventies, eighties cartoon and watch that because that was actually really good too. Yeah. So uh, the other ones that I watched were I, I I'm just gonna rattle them off just because there's so many. Uh, yeah, we, oh, should, yeah. we should get moving. There's, Age of Empires four. I oh, I finally got a release date that, for actually. that. Uh, what is it? Sea of Thieves, a pirate's life. Um, so that one was interesting because the they're bringing in, uh, they're doing a Disney crossover. So Pirates of the Caribbean in Sea of Thieves. Yeah, oh, interesting. I think uh, we should get a Sea of Thieves thing going. And Tony, you should just subscribe to Xbox Game Pass. You should just do it. Agreed. You would still fight me on that. <laughs> I, I am. I am. I am fighting you on that. I'm on Byron's side on this. It's one. literally all these games that we're about to mention are on Xbox Game Pass. Okay. Uh, Starfield. I'm pretty excited for this. Oh, I saw the trailer. Yeah, for that. so we got our Bethesda's like big sci-fi open world RPG that they've been working on for like six, seven years. Yeah, so we got our first uh, visuals of that. The trailer is very short; it's like a thirty or forty second trailer. But we also got a release date. Yeah, we got a release date, which is eleven, eleven, twenty-two. They they love their eleven, eleven. Wow. This is actually dates. sooner than I was expecting. I was not expect. I was. I mean, we'll see. Well, a lot of people were saying we'll this see. year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting this year at all. Yeah, but it looks it looks very grounded. So the 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 science fiction of it looks very much like attainable in in our technology kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and one thing that I noticed was a huge deal. They have a new engine for it. They're finally moving on from the busted ass creation engine and have created the creation engine too. So all of the bugs, all of the bugs from Skyrim, from Fallout, from Fallout 4, they should be gone and we should get an entirely new crop of huge bugs. Yeah, I was just going to say like... I'll believe this when I see it. Thank no, you very I was, much. I wasn't saying bug free. I'm saying just completely new and different bugs. This uh, this reminds me of my movie geek heart. This reminds me of Ghostbusters two, where uh, where Venkman is trying to come on to uh, Dana Barrett. He's like, you know, yeah. like let's relive the good old days, go out to eat or whatever. And she's like, oh, don't try any of those those old cheap moves on me. It's like, no, no, no. I have all new cheap moves. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, oh, Far Cry 6. We got the first visuals from that. It's a Far Cry game. So It's a Far Cry game. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, played a, I played a bunch of Far Cry 5. And I played like 20 hours. And then I was like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah the biggest thing that came out about far cry though is uh they're actually showing the game hasn't even fucking released and they've already announced the first dlc and people are pissed off um hmm. it's a good idea but the fact that they're doing dlc before they've even got the game announced is is, is what's it's always a bad off. look yeah it's always a bad look i don't i don't really care one way or the other personally but it doesn't make people like you yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're you're wasting time um, developing DLC before you've got the game out. Yeah, but Diablo. the DLC, oh, go ahead. DLC actually looks interesting. You're gonna play as the previous three villains in the Far Cry series. Hmm. So, I feel like that's so gimmicky, but yeah, but it's it's not something that's been really done or explored in in most okay. video games. So, but yeah, and you were mentioning the Diablo two. Uh, yeah, finally gets its release date as well. Um, I'm I'm excited. They also announced that it's it's uh, coming out. I think day and date with with the Switch version too. And no, is um, there a remaster remake? 
Yeah, so this is a remake of Diablo 2, uh, more like a remaster, I guess. Um, remaster. Though you can play with the original visuals. Yeah. So they have like a toggle um, switch. And as someone who has not pro- who has not played Diablo 2 in like 20 years, uh, I'm excited to revisit it. I, I really like the Switch version for, of Diablo 3. Um, I actually put a lot of time into it. Um, I, I They said up to eight player co-op. I really hope they do cross-play because that means I could play my Switch version with PC players. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, I really, really, really hope they do that. I have well, a feeling they, it's not going to happen. It really feels like I, I don't think it's going to be... For all games standard by this point, but I guess not. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be on release, but I think they probably will patch it in later because they're just now introducing cross-play for uh, Overwatch. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, so that's, that's interesting. That's, yeah, that's going to be a thing, so... Um, and then I think uh let's see halo infinite halo infinite yeah the the most recent story trailer the big thing about that is they said it's going to be a day one xbox game pass release Hmm. yeah i mean pretty much every single microsoft title and microsoft owned studio is day one and i think that's in that's really impressive yeah that's cool Uh, all right home world three we got a bit of teaser confirmation it, but... that it exists yeah <laughs> but no fucking footage yet well because there was some speculation because the studio uh that owns them just got like bought out by somebody else and so there was some speculation that homeworld 3 might have gotten the axe during the uh the shuffle so basically homeworld 2 <laughs> yeah so yeah, that that's exactly what too. happened with Relic in, in the, yeah, in the, the last one. But they said, no, it's it's still alive. <laughs> uh, and I'm a huge Homeworld fan, so I'm very, very stoked about that. Just give me more RTSs. That's, that's all I want. Yeah, generally, I, lo- I love RTSs. <laughs> it looks like... I saw a couple of RTSs in, in the trailer, so RTSs are kind of making a comeback. That's good, because they're awesome. <laughs> yeah. And it's been a and dip. now and, and actually now like the graphics of these games have caught up with the ambition of the developers like so now you can like zoom in all the way to the field and like oh. see hairs on people's faces and shit. Oh, that's know, cool. it's not only that, but like there's one I don't know what the name of the I don't remember the name of the game. Steam keeps trying to sell me on it, but there's one RTS that uh, not only can you zoom all the way in, but you can actually take over that character. Oh, that's like, cool. You can become one of the individual units in the RTS. That that was that was like a that was big in the early two thousands. There was like a there were a couple RTSs that like were like you can take control of any unit, and then you got down to the unit size, and it was like oh that small polygon is now a giant like <laughs> barely textured polygon. <laughs> oh man. Uh, we had we had a bit of a bait from uh, Fallout 76. Uh, so Fallout 76 announced its expansion, and then they also did a teaser for Fallout The Pit, which is just going to be a uh, a new expansion in Fallout 76, going back to the 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 region of the pit from. The Are Fallout they using the original assets or something? Or, or something like? Well, the teaser was very very like quick and short and it was just it was obviously the pit and then when everybody saw fallout 76 it was like ah fuck why everybody was thinking it was going to be a fallout 3 remaster oh 
Because that's that's been in that the rumors, been, yeah, rumors for a, for a while. Long time. Though I don't think there ever was very much to those rumors. Yeah. yeah. I think hmm. that's. I think yeah. I think that's pretty much most of the, yeah. the oh. gaming news. Rocksmith Plus. That that looks interesting. Oh, that's cool. I actually yes. really like Rocksmith a lot. Tony, have, do you know what Rocksmith is? That'd you would be, love uh... it, dude. Is that like the Guitar Hero one, but you're actually yes. playing proper guitar? Yes. Honestly, dude, you should check it out. I think you would really be into it because like it for someone like me who has always struggled with guitar, um, it makes me feel confident and it gets me not staring at the fretboard, which is the biggest issue. But and for it's... someone like you who is actually already deep, pretty good at the guitar, it, it I feel like it would allow <laughs> you to learn songs and develop new technique really quickly. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's an adaptive learning um, teaching game, or and then once you've pretty much know how to play, it helps you learn new songs. Like there's a whole Twitch category of people that just do nothing but play Rocksmith, and and they have like literally thousands of songs on the older version. Like there's a PS4 version, um, and what they announced is it's a now a subscription service. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, but yeah, because most of the most of the thousands of songs that were on the old version were not exactly legal. Mm, gotcha. Though so there were there were they some had a, pretty they have a good catalog. There. They have a good catalog, but like there's also a there's like veritable there's like 15 Smashing Pumpkin songs on there, and there's good stuff on there. Yeah. But I, when there's pumpkins, it's uh, Byron approved. <laughs> <laughs> you would, you would definitely. I think you would definitely like it. And the big thing about this one is they have, um, they have a an a, a companion app with your phone, so you no longer need any kind of like plug-in for the the, the computer. Oh, you can cool. just set your phone to the app, and it'll automatically pick up the volume that's coming oh, through. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, so you can play acoustic on this one weird nice yeah i'm a little skeptical right. of that but we'll see the accuracy of it yeah because even the real tone cable on the on the original version was uh sometimes not the best but yeah, yeah. to make sure you're properly tuned otherwise probably that's the most that's the most important part is making sure yeah. you're in tune all right well guys uh i got a bunch of like movie tv news stuff we're uh were we uh were we all caught up on the premiere of Loki? Yeah, I, yes. I watched it. Okay, yeah. So let me fly through some headlines really fast so we can get to that. Um, uh, the Book of Boba Fett season one has finished Rats. filming. Yeah, actually, uh, Ming Na Wen uh, shared a little uh, photo on Twitter, and I I think she was like packing some sort of like prom- promo materials for it or something. No, she got a wrap gift for the the, the crew. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't. I didn't know if it was officially announced uh, whether this was going to be like a limited run series or an ongoing thing. But I noticed on uh, the little like pamphlets or whatever that she was that she had. Uh, it said season one. one. Yeah, it's S one on there. So interesting. Yeah, but yeah, they wrapped. Filming. They're going to have a lot of Mandalorian content. Jeez. Yeah. Well, so they're they're also. Um, it was also kind of in the universe this past week that. Uh, as expected, Mando season three isn't coming until like possibly late next year. So this I mean, is that's kind of serving as a. I, like, or, I originally I originally assumed that Book of Boba Fett was Mandalorian season three, but I yeah. guess they confirmed that shortly afterwards that it wasn't. 
Yeah, that was uh, yeah. That was the that was the the theories and the rumors and then I mean, like, I would have been okay with just Mandalorian being like an anthology show. Just Yeah. Cuz yeah. the Mandalorian doesn't refer to any specific character really. I mean, the name and that's why I thought the idea of a the book of Boba Fett was like a really clever one that I was like, "Oh, now we're talking about the other Mandalorian." The other Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> uh Bo-Katan yeah. get get her own show. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So this is definitely its own thing, but they they said it's very much gonna it's gonna be serving as like a Mando two and a half, two point five until season three comes along next year. Uh, also, Robert Rodriguez, who did uh, Boba Fett's return episode, that badass return that Boba Fett did in Mando, Robert Rodriguez is executive producing this show. And he really? directed several of the episodes as well. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, yeah. Um, also, the other, for the, what was the other thing that he was announced to be doing recently? Robert other Reeves? than that? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Wasn't there some, some movie that he was, it was announced that he was doing? Uh, Anyways, I'll, I'll look it up and see. I don't know. Uh, quick side note for the collector fans. Um, uh, new upcoming Black Series Star Wars figures will include uh, updated Boba Fett. Cobb Vanth, uh, Fennec Shand, Migs Mayfeld, Bib Fortuna. I'm I'm assuming that's Bib Fat Tuna now, and uh, <laughs> and uh, Jetta Patrol Stormtrooper. So uh, let's see what else. And the other Star Wars shows for the Cassian Andor show um, confirmed. Ben Mendelsohn is returning as Krennic, and that's cool. uh, and Forrest Whitaker as Saw Gerrera. Um, oh, and uh, Genevieve O'Reilly is Mon Mothma. That's cool. I've always wanted to see more Mon Mothma. Yeah, yeah. She's to this day, she's kind of just gets her tiny little moments. But uh, she she's yeah, so got a big cool. role in the canon Star Wars comics. Okay. Um, which I know that I, I I keep like harping on like, but I have just come to the end of uh, of the um, the second run by not Karen Gillan, the other guy. Is it Karen Gillan? I can't remember. Anyways, it's really good. Okay. I should read it. All right. And uh, officially that Andor series is set 5 years before Rogue One. So Okay. So yeah. why towards... is Saw Gerrera in it because they've never met? Beats yeah. me. I don't know. We'll see. Um and this last bit in the Star Wars universe. It's not really big news. Uh the Obi-Wan show is currently filming. Um, and there was just a fun little interview with uh, Ewan McGregor. He was super geeking out on the set because, and I forgot about this fact, but he was pointing out like a lot of people don't realize, like, I've never seen a stormtrooper before on set. I never interacted with them because <laughs> they didn't, they weren't in the prequels. Those were clones. So he, he was on set and he's seeing like, he's interacting with like classic stormtroopers and he was geeking the fuck out. He was like, I'm six years old again. And like, that's wanting interesting. To yeah, I guess they didn't. <laughs> about that yeah so yeah that was cool um oh we talked about the masters of the universe trailer um oh um so netflix did this like geeked week thing yeah, um that was their event. e3 event effectively yeah so like a five-day event of just a bunch of geeky stuff that they're coming with and there's a bunch uh especially yeah. in the animation world uh we commented before there was reports that netflix was gonna go heavy into animation and anime style stuff um so they're doing a League of Legends show, uh, Arcane. 
Yeah, they already did their Dota show earlier this year. So yeah, they really so we were talking. So we were talking about how Netflix was like betting hard on games. Yeah, that is very obvious now. Like, oh yeah, if it was like if we were reading the tea leaves before, like the tea leaves have come and slapped us in the face. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the Cuphead show. Yeah, I'm right. stoked for that. Oh, I'm stoked for that. I saw the trailer for that. Um, it looks fun, but it's it's too clean. It needs that like aged like look to it. It looked we'll too see. crisp we'll and how, clean. Uh, I'm... <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Wayne Brady starring in there as King Dice. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it looks fun. Also, uh, Todd, I know you'll be excited for this in their Castle Castlevania universe. They're expanding that for a, a spinoff series. Yeah, I don't the know fourth one. The, the fourth season was the final season for the Castlevania show, so uh, it's it's a new setting. Yeah, so all new series starring Richter Belmont, the son of Sifa and Trevor, and Maria Renard, set in France during the French Revolution, uh, 1792. Uh, they got that spinoff show. And then this one that I, uh, I sent an a announcement video to you guys, and Byron was like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> Uh, so Adi Shankar, he's a producer. He produced the uh, the Castlevania series. He did the Dread movie with uh, uh, Carl Urban. Um, See, I didn't realize that he did the Dread movie. Yeah, yeah, he did that. And then even before that, even before the he Power started Rangers producing thing. big movies, he did yeah the bootleg Power Rangers short on uh, online and the Punisher short, Dirty Laundry with. Um, yeah, I, and I've seen all of these things. You know, yeah. I just didn't. They're great. It's yeah. been a long time since I've heard his name. So yeah, he I think kind of dropped off the map. I mean, he did. He produced um, uh, Castlevania, of course, uh, but not much other news, the headlines from him until now. Apparently, a few years back, he uh, Ubisoft contacted him and said, "Like, hey, you want to play in our like library of games?" So I, I'm a little confused. Is this a Barkai Blood Dragon is this in the same universe? So yeah, I'm I'm a bit because it seems like he made his own universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he kind of made his own. He, he, the the bootleg uh, movies that he put out, the unauthorized like yeah. Power Rangers short and stuff. He calls that like the bootleg universe. Just you know, just his own little gimmicky name for it. And he released this announcement video that was he's kind of rambling about how this is a mix of that but mainly a uh he's being allowed to play in in ubisoft's library of games and create a universe in that so but mainly mm. it's blood dragon theme so the official title is captain laser hawk a blood dragon remix and okay. it's basically a <laughs> anime saturday morning cartoons like snes ps1 graphics like all meshed into one wacky thing and it's a cyberpunk dystopia story set in the early 90s. It looks like a... All of those buzz, buzzwords sound amazing. Yeah, it's just a simple... I mean, I'm down for it. it yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, 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 my interest is peaked. I'll give it a go. Um, there was also... You know, what's in, you know what's really interesting to me is I feel like we were really starved for, like, high-concept uh medium budgeted cyberpunk content for a long time and now all at once within the last like three to four years we're just absolutely just drenched in it uh-huh 
yeah just yeah, yeah like so many the- games we got a got a sequel to blade runner uh it's, like you can you can you can thank the explosion of synthwave literally the music yeah, no, synthwave I, I think you're literally yeah. that's true I, yeah. yeah uh there was also a first look at a splinter cell animated series um Derek okay, Kolstad, yeah. the creator of the John Wick franchise, is on board to write. That's cool. Yeah. So they're making a Splinter Cell animated show, but they're not making any Splinter Cell games. Got it. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. And apparently uh, Netflix is also doing a separate, separate from that Captain Laserhawk ship, uh, they're also doing a straight-up Far Cry animated show. Yeah. So. Makes sense. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, oh, and one more for Netflix. It's uh, not animated, actually. A live-action Resident Evil series. I and, knew about that. And I'm, yeah. But, okay, so, but they're also doing a movie. They are? Yeah. I think they're two separate entities. I think they're not related. Because remember, they, they announced the, it's called, like, Welcome to Raccoon City or something? That's the show. That's the show? Oh, that's, that's the show. show. What about the movie? The movie is still no information released, as far as I know. Yeah. It's a separate entity, and I don't think. Yeah, because remember be we talked about it a couple weeks ago. The movie they announced that the movie is going to be an amalgamation of Resident Evil One and Two. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that the the big headline um, this week was well they they announced like the whole cast. Um, I'm not really familiar with any of the names except. Uh, uh, Albert Wesker will be played by Lance Reddick. Yeah. Uh, Lance Reddick was in The Wire. He was uh, uh, John Fringe. Wick. Fringe John Wick. Yeah, I, I love him in John Wick. The uh, the. I mean, uh, concierge. He seems like the Wesker type. You know, obviously Wesker traditionally has been portrayed a little differently, uh, but I don't really care. Have you guys watched um, uh, the uh, corporate? It's a Comedy Central series. Mm-mm. Corporate, holy shit! You need to watch Corporate. It's fucking hilarious. It's uh, so Lance Reddick is the like a cartoonishly like big bad uh, corporate boss of this just giant corporation. It, it's just like it's it's a goofy setup for like a, a sort of office space type show. Like it centers on these two like desk jockey guys who are just miserable and hate their lives. But it's like, it's super dark, super cynical and just fucking hysterical. <laughs> you guys got to watch it. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think they did three. Yeah. Three short seasons, but uh, yeah, Megan, I mainlined that through quarantine and it's, it's good times. I love it. Um, and again, Lance Reddick is brilliant in it. Um, just like terrifying asshole boss. <laughs> um, um, there's a. We also of... got. Oh, go ahead. We also got the teaser for the next season of uh, The Witcher. This one focused oh. on Siri. We didn't see Geralt at all. Okay. But uh, Siri and Geralt finally meet up. Oh, you haven't seen you haven't seen The Witcher yet, have I you? I haven't watched it. No, what? I go. I got to get around to it. Meg and I, we we did our whole like fifteen seasons of Supernatural, and then we now we're do, do, now we're all absorbed into Legend of Korra and Avatar and whatever. So, 
Uh, it'll be the very next thing. I promise. Okay. Right after we're done with Korra, we're going into The Witcher. We're going to keep the fantasy theme going. I binged that in one night. <laughs> yeah, me too, Andrea. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, um, continuing on the fantasy theme, there is a Lord of the Rings anime style animation film coming. War of the Ro- Rohirrim. War Rohirrim. of the Rohirrim, which is being fast tracked apparently by Warner Brothers. Uh, and it's a it's in the loader movie universe. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, not the TV universe. No, no, no. Uh, officially, it's not uh, an Amazon thing. It's officially a companion piece to New Line's Lord of the Rings trilogy of movies. It's set roughly 250 years before uh, during the Third Age. And for clarification, the Amazon series co- upcoming is set during the Second Age. And the um, one of the writers and producers of the trilogy, Philippa, I can't remember her last name, is uh, going to be involved in this. Uh, Boyens, Philippa Boyens. Yeah, she's uh, she was uh, yeah, she wrote Return to the King, and she's uh, a consultant on this project. Yeah, directed by Kenji Kamiyama. Um, so far no word that peter jackson is involved whatsoever yeah i doubt he's gonna be involved yeah, yeah if anything it'll be just like philippa it'll be like a consultant type yeah. situation all right but hey more lord of the rings content animation style it's fine and yeah. it's one of the the lesser covered area eras yeah um back over in the land of john wick John Wick 4 adds Bill Skarsgård, Pennywise, the clown, That's to cool. the cast. This cast is kind of getting huge. I'm Woo! liking it. I'm loving it. The cast yeah. of the last one is pretty big, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Um, oh, this is, well, back in animation, uh, related news, animation and comics. Um, have both of you watched the, the Harley Quinn series yet on HBO Max? Yes. Yes. It's amazing. Wonderful. Yeah. So we left off on season two. And they just announced a day ago that there's going to be a limited comic book run. A tie-in. Uh, yeah. Tie-in, yeah, which picks up right after season two and leads into season three. Uh, it's titled, cool. the, titled the Eat, Bang, Kill Tour. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, spoilers if you haven't watched Harley yet. But, of course, we end with um, Harley and Ivy officially you know, getting together. So I guess uh, banging, I think is the term getting on a eat bang kill tour is what they're doing. Going on a fun Thelma and Louise ride, I guess. Getting all feelings up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I did. Appreciate- of, uh, oh, go ahead. Speaking of comic news, uh, mm-hmm. a bit of bad news for Dr. Who fans. The Jack really? Harkness spinoff comic is uh, officially canned. Oh, I saw a headline, something about he got into some trouble. Um, yeah, he flashed some people, and that's yeah. so not good. Stories of his behavior, negative behavior on previous sets. Mm. So, uh, Okay. All right, whatever. I mean, I wasn't going to read the fucking comic anyway. <laughs> I got too much shit on my list. But... <laughs> um, and he, was, he made a return recently in the last season of... Uh, Doctor Who actually did a, a quick cameo in an episode or two. Um, I enjoyed that, but oh well. 
Yeah, I think cameos that's over going too. forward. Yeah, yeah, because I think they were they were supposed to bring him and uh, the previous Torchwood. doctor back for for something oh, like okay. a like a one off special or something like that. Oh, but okay. I think that got canned as well now. Oh yeah, I did hear it. it was I think it was another audio book thing uh, or audio drama. Uh, oh, that's him, what it him, and, been. him and David Tennant. Yeah. Well, because well, they are also they're bringing back Chris Eccleston for that audio drama too. Chris Eccleston doing more too. Yeah. Basically, if you're a doctor, you just keep doing random projects here and there for the rest of your life. That's well, Chris, this the, the the big deal about Chris Eccleston is that he has refused to take place and uh, take part in any Doctor Who content, and this yeah. is the first thing that he's uh, said okay to. Yeah, I forget when it was or where it was. Maybe it was on a podcast or some interview I listened to. It had to be a podcast uh, a couple years back where he was kind of warming back up to it again. And he really opened up about he had a lot of personal issues during uh, the filming of that. He had he was anorexic um, and a lot of there was a lot of shit that played into it where he was very unhappy at that time. And now that a lot of time has passed and they've approached him with, you know, opportunities, he's now more open to it and um, nostalgic about it. And, you know, so, you know, that's good. Um, anyway, uh, Todd, I know you're excited because there is, I think it's a rumor. I don't think it's confirmed yet, but, uh, for Black Panther 2, supposedly Namor may be getting introduced. The Submariner. Yeah. Yeah, There are rumors about the casting, (laughs) rumors about the casting of, uh, of Namor. Yeah. Which is, if so. uh, that's a huge impact. It's huge because he's a mutant. Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. So if you know, if he was to be confirmed, that would effectively mean that like mutants are on their way. Yeah. I mean, and, we already know that they're on their way, but we just don't know when. You know. But yeah. Namor himself is one of the OG Marvel characters. He is one of the OG anti-hero characters. He was uh, a defender. He's a defender. He like. Yeah. He's been a villain almost as much as he's been a hero. He's, I think he's probably been a villain longer than he's been a hero at this point. Yeah, more than he's been a hero. Yeah. He is involved with the Eternals. Like, the Eternals are the ones that sink Atlantis. So mm-hmm. there's tie-ins there if they want to use that. There's there's all kinds of uh, good stuff that can yeah. come when Namor shows up. All right. And the uh, actor that is rumored is uh, Narcos star Tenoch Huerta. Oh, I don't know. I haven't watched Narcos, but I've always heard good things about it. Yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah, definitely a good actor. I'm okay, okay with that casting. There's there's a lot of, of whining on, on Twitter, but that's just typical Twitter whining. Yeah, that never happens. <laughs> oh, they're um, doing some some uh, like non-traditional like uh, casting for characters that exist that have a different racial identity in the comics. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can have yeah, a Mexican <laughs> Atlantean. You can have a Mexican half Atlantean. It's cool. Exactly. That. Yeah. Besides, they're not white. They're at at best they're they're Mediterranean, which is not white. Not necessarily white. Yeah. Um back in the Netflix world, uh they are winning me over with this Cowboy Bebop live action show. Because, I mean, they had to go this route. There's no way they could. It would not work otherwise uh, without the music of Yoko Kano, uh, the original composer of the music for the original series. 
has returned to do the music for the show. John so, Cho's hair. Yeah, we were actually talking about this earlier. Andrea's like, I don't like his hair. <laughs> <laughs> What's with the fluff, man? Oh, they, it, that's Spike's hair. It's fluffy. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like as realistic as they, yeah, that's as realistic as they could do it. It wouldn't be this like giant weirdly green shaded like tumbleweed can we just put just a hint of some moose or something you know it's not <laughs> not so poofy <laughs> no poof. no poofy no it has to be luxurious you know not poofy <laughs> <laughs> yeah but there was a cute little video they released online with the uh, the main cast just kind of doing a little jig to the the music reveal um but yeah we'll see we'll see how that goes that's set to premiere this fall um doo -doo -doo -doo, what else we talked about resident evil did you guys see okay so just a couple of podcasts ago we mentioned that netflix movie coming kate with um mary elizabeth winstead so we just talked about that netflix movie where she's some super assassin and it looked cool and kind of like well it seems like everybody's just trying to bank on the whole john wick sort of vibe thing like everybody's a super assassin in the secret world of super assassins well there's another one coming on netflix gunpowder milkshake now this is with karen gillen uh oh yeah i heard about this one actually before i heard about the other one yeah so apparently this was in the can like two years ago and it just got yeah that's right for some yeah. reason yeah but this is I saw the trailer for it and it's it's straight up a John Wick ripoff, but it looks like a fun one. Um, it's like I mean, she's part of like the secret league of assassins called the librarians and they, they go to the library where they get all their secret gear and shit like the Continental. I'm like, OK, I smell a lawsuit. Yeah, but um, but the trailer won me over. I was like, shit, this is this looks fun. There's a ton of people in it. Um, and it's a, oh, it's an all uh, female cast as well. They're all lady assassins. Uh, Lena Hetty is her mother, also a badass assassin. Um, where oh, where was it? OK, so Karen Gillan, Lena Hetty, Angela Bassett, Michelle Yeoh, Carla Gugino. Um, cast as train killers fending off the threat of paul giamatti and his goon squad so that <laughs> that's fun <laughs> uh, is he gonna rant about wine at them uh-huh yes I'm not drinking a fucking merlot <laughs> uh seriously check out the trailer it looks it is straight up like the rip the huge john wick ripoff but it does look like a fun one so um i'm probably in for that one um oh we uh earlier the week we got that fear street trailer Mm -hmm. so that looked fun that is a trilogy of films netflix films that will premiere back to back to back yeah three weeks in a row starting july 2nd i never read the fear street books so i just figured they're oh they're more adult uh goosebumps basically but as far as what the trailer showed in this for this netflix version um it's a very concise story where this town or something like is cursed way back in the day and every so often or every however many years um like people just start dying like people are like getting possessed into killing yeah. others or something like that um but it looked fun look good and it's interesting because they're going back rather than forward so it's unique like yeah so like the, the first film is like or oh, go ahead 
94 and then 74 and then like 1874. Yeah, wherever like the curse begins or something. Yeah. Yeah, looks fun. Uh, oh, and they got the that girl from uh, the latest season of Stranger Things. Max so. is is the only actor or actress that I recognized from this, really. Yeah, yeah. that has a very similar vibe. Um, hey, that uh, <laughs> this keeps getting better and better. The Toxic Avenger remake. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So yeah, so alongside Elijah Wood playing the main villain, we got another villain played by Kevin Bacon. Bacon. <laughs> bacon's coming in i'm That's down crazy. i'm down um and then uh back in the marvel tv world jamila jamil has been cast in she hulk as uh the supervillain titania yeah which That's is actually pretty good casting yeah i'm That's down with that casting she yeah. looks just like the character actually <laughs> yeah i looked up i wasn't familiar and i looked up the images i'm like oh yeah that's that works perfectly um and she the character she's like a long-standing like arch nemesis of she hulk isn't yep yeah yeah and the only other thing i had in uh movie news was uh indiana jones 5 is actually filming (laughs) yeah i saw i saw pictures of mr ford in the the hat yeah, there's a lot of photos. He coming. is an old man. <laughs> he is an old man. I, it is really nice to see. <laughs> it is really nice to see like the full get up and you're like, wow, yeah, that's the spitting image. That's him. But yes, he is. He is up there. Is and he was, older than like, he looks was? like He looks like the, the first time he cracks his whip, he's going to break every bone in his arm. <laughs> is, is he older now than Connery was when, when they did Last Crusade? Oh, yeah. Because... Yeah. Sean Connery was only five years older than him. What? There's, no, I think a bit more than that. Nope. Okay, whatever. Anyway, but yeah, uh, yeah, definitely no speech. And what's interesting, when we're talking about this, uh, it seems to be clear from the latest uh, set images, which have now been taken down, um, but people have been sneaking photos. And uh, apparently the latest batch of them showed what appeared to be clearly some sort of uh, flashback sequence because it's uh, all the set dressing was a very world war two era. There were Nazis. And so we're probably going to get like some flashbacks, 12 years. years. Yeah. I thought that was right. So uh, at some point there's going to be like a flashback to world war two era. He's fighting Nazis again. So that means we're going to get a de-aged indie, which hopefully doesn't look like Tron legacy. (laughs) No, the, the, the technology and the deep fakes have come a lot further than, than like a lot of it looks really good nowadays. Yeah. yeah or sure. he could just have dementia and he'll be his old self fighting Nazis. <laughs> no, we'll see what happens. Um, that's about all the news I had. All uh, right. I have no idea how Let's lo- do uh, it. Loki. Yeah, we got to talk Loki. I have no idea how long this podcast is. I once again forgot to set a timer, but fuck it. We got Loki to talk about here. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll come out and say it. We were actually talking about this a bit earlier. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was solid. I enjoyed yep. it. Uh, WandaVision, much more fantastical. And I think I enjoyed that even more. I loved WandaVision. Loved yeah, WandaVision. I was hooked with WandaVision uh, so fast. I ended Absolutely. up liking Winter Soldier more than I thought I would. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, with Loki, however, with this first episode... I'm grinning from ear to ear and going, oh shit, this might be my new favorite. <laughs> uh, I mean, 
I like where it's going and I like uh I like the time stuff because I, I really like the concept of like time cops. It's always like I've I came up with a story that was sort of similar to the, the TVA a while ago. I didn't uh, I don't know if it was subtly in, in like I've read like 70s TVA stuff before, so I could have been accidentally influenced by that. Anyways, um Yeah, no, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Well, we'll get into that, I guess. Uh, it, it's interesting, this uh, this story that they appear to be building here or setting up because, again, Meg and I just finished uh, Supernatural and, well, spoilers for the end of Supernatural, um, the final battle uh, or the main theme of the last season of Supernatural becomes really a a battle for free will which is what loki is dealing with here yeah uh, very similar setup so anyway so, uh, so something in the episode that he said that i thought was really interesting um they said that oh like the avengers went through time and they're like oh that was supposed to happen yeah according to who like that's a really arbitrary thing to say like oh they can time travel but you can't yeah no, like that's not your story yeah yeah. Uh, yeah that yeah so that's that definitely tells you that like so who's free will you know like it and that's something that i think is interesting and most likely is going to be I i'm guessing that that's what the theme of the show is going to be yeah so a lot of people are speculating uh the, the biggest internet uh, speculation is the the future or the the loki discovers that these the uh, the keepers or whatever the fuck their name was i, I can't remember time the, keepers. the time keepers yeah. they're actually evil they're they're the main villains and there are other multiverses out there and there are other timelines out there and their job is not to keep this prime timeline it's its way but just to keep them from interfering with each other mm, okay so they haven't actually like put a stop to the multiverse well because if because if you think but, about it like the concept of only one timeline in a timeline where you could do anything is actually and that, that this is the sacred timeline that's a really sort of fascist ideology well you know, yeah that's, well, i think that's the point of the story is that's uh uh that that seems to be the only logical conclusion is that uh that's basically so fucked up and robs yeah all of your characters, all your heroes, all your villains, everybody of any agency whatsoever, that the only logical conclusion to this narratively is Loki's going to tear down the system. Yeah. And that at some point he becomes the inheritor of the glorious knowledge that turns him into the future version. Because, yeah. you know, because that's the implication is that he's a future version. But which future? Yeah. I mean, so if, let's, uh, if okay. this is the case... He's the only Loki we have left, so yeah, yeah. So the so the episode starts, and we get a quick revisit of the the very same uh, end game scene where you know Avengers travel back to 2012, battle in New York to uh, get the Infinity Stones. We see shit fuck up, which it's hilarious to me every time. The Hulk having to take the stairs. <laughs> oh no, won't take stairs. Oh, he could just tired. literally jump off the building. He could have, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, but so Loki, uh, the only Loki left, he grabs a Tesseract. He's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here, but I'm out of here. He ends up in the Gobi Desert 
and immediately, of course, sees some people to impress. So he starts on his like Whedon era shtick that I burdened with glorious purpose and whatever the fuck. Um, and then, boom, the TVA squad comes along. Um, immediately, <laughs> he gets his ass handed to him with that 16th speed gag. <laughs> she swats him against the face and that uh, the... It's like the Rocky getting punched out with his lips flapping. Um, you're th- we are seeing this all in slow mo, but you're feeling that pain in real time. Yeah, <laughs> and that's I think that's the beauty of like how we get charmed into this show is like immediately Loki is just getting his ass handed to him left and right. <laughs> um, he is a god, and he's being outclassed. Yeah, because we've seen the version of that. Uh, the natural progression of his character where eventually wouldn't say he redeems himself at all, at all, but you get uh, more of a humanized Loki where he comes to grips with who he wants to be in the world. And, you know, eventually uh, reconciling with Thor and whatever. But now uh, the question is, well, we're getting a fresh version of Loki who is just trying to invade earth. Like how are we going to, are we going to sympathize with this guy who's still in straight up supervillain mode? Um, so he gets zapped away, taken away by the TVA. Um, and by the way, the second I saw the TVA headquarters, whoever designed this show fucking loves Fallout because, <laughs> yeah, oh my true. God. Very true. Like the entire vibe, the, the robot in the elevator, everything is Fallout. And it's, it's wonderful. And Miss also, Minutes. Like, Miss Myth, yeah. Uh, also Terry Gilliam's Brazil because like, yeah, oh my very God, Brazil. a bureaucratic nightmare. <laughs> Please sign this confirming this is everything you've ever said. <laughs> and also, uh, I don't know if you guys caught it, but um, that the guy who's the like the desk, uh, the desk jockey, huh. um, that's uh, he's on um, lower decks, Star Trek oh, lower decks. Oh, okay. He's one of the he's he voices like the nerdy like engineer guy with the like robot eye. Oh, uh, yeah. He sounded familiar. He looks familiar, too. I know I've seen him. In oh, he's been in, like, so much stuff. Yeah, I just couldn't place him. If you look uh, at his IMDb credits, he's got, he's got like, hundreds of entries. Yeah. Uh, sh- shit. Speaking of that, Tara Strong as Miss Minutes. Yeah, she yep. was Miss Minutes. Uh, Tara Strong, if you're not familiar, uh, just pick literally any cartoon you've ever seen. She's <laughs> fucking in it. She, I actually looked up... Uh, uh, an article because of course immediately there's explainer articles um she has as it stands 602 screen credits to her name in the voice acting wow. world and uh tara strong's a uh, mere 48 years old so That's she's got crazy That's many so years crazy. of voice voices ahead of her <laughs> um anyway so as miss minutes she you know starts explaining the the history of the universe to loki there uh as he's waiting you know take a ticket and wait in line um so this is where they lay it out essentially um the multiverse existed and uh timeline wars effectively began to happen because uh, all these timelines fighting for supremacy um therefore the mysterious timekeepers came along and scrubbed it clean or compressed everything into one sacred timeline so you know whether this mystery turns out to be accurate or if something else is happening effectively right now the show is telling us like there was a multiverse they fucking wiped it out or can squeezed it down into one and they're all about keeping it that way if anybody steps out of line like loki for example 
they scrub it clean and just get rid of the variants. Um, so that to, that also explains a lot about the MCU. Because mm-hmm. it means that a lot of the, uh, a lot of the multiversal stuff that ha- that has happened in the comics yeah. doesn't exist in the MCU because right. of these timekeepers. Right. Now, however, we do know that we're getting a movie pretty soon, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, further leading the theory that... guessing something happens to those sacred timekeepers. Loki's probably going to tear down the system, which is, you know, good good for everybody. We get free will again. However, it's going to cause a shitstorm as well (laughs) that Doctor Strange is going to have to deal with. Um, But yeah, so... uh, where are we okay yeah so he gets the whole history history explained to him and then q uh mobius owen wilson owen wilson um and he is so charming and he is on the hunt for uh another at this point mysterious variant who's uh zipping around time fucking things up Meanwhile, wow. wow. <laughs> Meanwhile, Loki uh, is getting judged guilty for his crimes against the sacred timeline. And again, these are all just basically scenes of bureaucracy, you know, slapping him in the face. Great moment use- with his ticket. His ticket, yeah. He can't use his powers. Uh, they have him completely in their hands. Um, and he actually has a good argument that he said, hey, you guys should be going after the Avengers. Like, obviously, they're the ones who are fucking things up like i'm that's the only reason i'm here uh but to his surprise they say nope that was supposed to happen according to who the timekeepers okay can i talk to these time no (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it's like being on like customer care with the cable company or something (laughs) um so uh mobius uh gets him out of there at the last second and gives him the grand tva tour and then sits him down in a little conference room for uh, basically like a supervillain therapy session. Like he's he wants to know what makes him tick. He breaks him down. Like like okay, so what's your deal? You're trying to invade the world. What? Why? What do you want to do? Oh, you want to be king? He's a, king? What? He's a time Scientologist. He's giving him an <laughs> auditing session. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's a really cool like breakdown of that whole supervillain uh, like. Um, uh, caricature of a a, like that okay so why do you want like king of what why 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 you can do anything like why what's your what's your deal um and loki gives him more of his bullshit about people needing to be ruled and blah 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 and and then he starts bringing out the heavy guns he shows his defeat to the avengers killing colson he starts drilling on him like you enjoy hurting people you like look at that look at your face look at how you're enjoying that shit you know what the fuck is wrong with you the one Um, thing that could have made this better is just one single offhand line from him oh you didn't kill him oh yeah yeah don't worry he came back later yeah they could have wrapped in agents of shield there but they didn't Uh, uh, they had their um, chance yeah, they had their chance. And then uh, and then let's talk about your escapes. And this scene feels like it's kind of out of place, but the writers just threw it in for fun. Um, so a little history lesson. <laughs> in the 1970s, we're talking about the real world here, uh, November 24th, 1971, a man that is to this day unidentified Demon hijacked Cooper. a Boeing 727 uh, between Portland and Seattle on that afternoon. Uh, the media referred to him as D.B. Cooper. Um, he got away with, I don't know how much money, a suitcase full of bills. Um, and he 
they believe he might have like parachuted out of the plane. They don't know, but he effectively vanished into thin air. To this day, nobody knows what the fuck happened to him. There's actually a documentary on HBO Max right now uh, about that. it. That's crazy. Um, huh? No, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So turns out Loki was DB Cooper, oh, according shit. according to Marvel. Uh, Loki, was, the old time. Yeah, he's like, I was young. Uh, I got, I lost a bet to Thor. <laughs> 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 and they show a fun scene with him all like in a six, like a madman up in a suit on the plane the little wink and nod something to the to the stewardess and next thing you know he's uh just parachuting well i think he puts on a parachute pack just in case yeah and then i'm done snatches him out of the sky yeah for the bifrost yeah uh and then owen wilson all freaking out like i can't believe you were db cooper man that's so crazy (laughs) (laughs) um so and then then mobius brings out the real heavy guns he starts showing loki his his true future of his timeline that if he if he didn't pick up the tesseract and escape he would have ended up in a cell on asgard in thor 2s which we saw shows him his mother freya um talking to him and uh and then that moment from thor 2 when the invading dark elves uh come up to his cell and he's like oh i think you want the stairs on the left um well we reveal i didn't even catch i don't know if that was ever meant to be the case in Thor 2. Maybe this is a retcon to give him more guilt, but basically that line where he's like, oh, I think you want the stairs on the left. He directs the dark elves to go that way. He, in that moment, he mean, he meant to be sending them straight to Thor. Like, yeah, Did go that fuck up that guy. that movie? Was that all yeah. footage? Because I don't remember that scene at all. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it did. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Now they never fully they never truly addressed that that oh it's actually his fault his mother died but now uh, mobius is telling him like oh by the way you caused your mother's death because you thought you were sending them to thor you actually were sending him straight to her direction and so that breaks him that's what finally gets to loki um and uh and then he sees his own death and then yeah well that's that's later uh first he uh uh, oh, Mobius is he... called out to the out of the room for a hot second, and uh, and then Loki uses that chance to slip away. He's uh, escaping. He's threatening the office worker, the desk jockey, and uh, and then in searching his desk, boom! Another like gut punch to him. He sees a pile of infinity stones. Yeah, like, we just the... use them as as paperweights. Paperweights, yeah. So this is another gut punch because he's seeing how futile his escape attempt is. He's like, oh my god, like this is. Like this really is the most powerful uh, entity in the universe, like the TVA. Like Infinity Stones are literal paperweights here; it don't mean shit. Yeah. So, so then he's just again—he's not going to be snapping his way out of shit. No, no. So he—he's—he's he's realizing how futile this escape attempt is. He just goes back to the meeting room and he starts watching the rest of his story. He watches. He goes back to his mom again um really good performance of uh of tom hiddleston here just like you can see the emotion in his face and everything he skips ahead and sees odin dying as he's telling both of his sons how much he loves them um him and thor reconciled fighting together on asgard he's just um he's realizing everything that he kind of missed but then in the long run then comes thanos and he gets to watch his own brutal death yeah um there's a quick confrontation with one of the guards the same guard who 
caught him initially, um, who has it out for him. <laughs> that was uh, funny. Yeah, and he fucks with her using the time loop tech. Um, and then he just sits there, he just waits until Mobius comes back because he's there's nowhere for him to go. Um, and he he comes clean. He said, like, I don't enjoy hurting people. Um, he does it because it's what and he repeats. I forget the exact phrasing, but he repeats a line that he was talking about other people earlier. And he says it about himself because it's what a weak person does out of desperation, you know, to, to try to incite fear in others. Like it's basically his desperate attempts at protecting himself because he's a weak person. Um, see supervillain therapy. That's all he needed. Like, <laughs> it really was like a therapy moment with him and Owen Wilson. Yeah. It plays out great. It's amazing. It's great. Um, so Mobius tells him, you know, I can't offer you salvation, but, you know, I do need your help because, you know, we're tracking this other variant thing. He's like, well, okay, why me? It's like, well, because the other variant we're hunting is you. <laughs> like, uh, beg, beg your pardon? <laughs> and then we get the last little stinger, uh, a quick scene where the other TVA team just gets wiped out as they're hunting said variant. Um so yeah yeah could be it's not loki in yeah i think it's some other big scene. bad that's gonna be yeah. you'll be fighting against it was carrying it's some though. weapon from the, uh, so, from the early third one of the things that i noticed in the online talk is that um one of the one of the um timekeepers mm-hmm. looks almost exactly like kang the conqueror well, oh. there's a couple other subtle hints to it as well. Who is being introduced in uh, in Ant Man and Media, and yeah. specifically the version that he looks like looks like the actor who is playing him. Oh, cool! All yeah. Right. So there's other. So the the weapon he's using is I don't remember the time period that they said, but it's accurate to his original time period because he's from the future. Mm-hmm. They say it's and like then, the early third millennia. Yeah. 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 So that's a, a hint possibly toward him. And also the fact they really made sure that Loki is not a robot by putting him through that uh, sort of scanning machine. Yeah. <laughs> that, was that was a funny scene, but it, it emphasized, okay, you're not, you're, you're not a robot. You're not a robot. Yeah. So that they said that multiple times. Uh, that's the thing. Because, the <laughs> because Kang is a very, good with robotics that's some of his uh, armies are, are robots okay so, also yeah. okay i don't know if you guys already talked about this but the whole idea of like not having free will you know right. loki is going to like bring down the system because you know we all want our free will and yet isn't that what he was trying to do by taking over earth was by like removing everybody's free will. Uh-huh. Like he's such a fucking hypocrite. <laughs> yeah. He's removing the lesser beings' free will, Meg. It's okay. I mean, yeah. no, yeah. it doesn't work that way. Yeah, well, that's all part of the supervillain therapy session. Uh, so one thing that I think is interesting is that if you think about the way that um, the TVA works and and the concept of like this place that is outside of time, it sort of means that time anybody could come into this place and be like a TVA agent um, because it's outside of time. Like you could bring in anybody from any time and it would be like this home base that is affected, that isn't affected by the passage of time. Mm -hmm. Um, 
wrapping your head around it is a little difficult. So it's Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. With superheroes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could. You could essentially. Well, actually death, and he wants to start a rock band. <laughs> <laughs> and and play chess. <laughs> uh, hey, well, he's already. In... Yeah, you could create your own like dream team suicide squad in in time. I was literally whiny suicide squad with yeah. this. If they use Loki as like the disposable character for their team to hunt down this big bad guy, it's basically Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> suicide suicide time care. squad. <laughs> so the first thing that I uh, the the one of the fir- very first things that I sort of was interested in is like where is Mobius from? Like in like how do you who do who are these people that work in the TVA? Like well, they, they said it. They, they were just created. People? Created by the yeah. timekeepers. The whole TV. Oh, really? I yeah, that's they're not it. like born um, or human. Yeah, Loki's like he's trying to get a grip on what they're telling him, and he's still calling bullshit. He's like, so these three space lizards or whatever control literally everybody's all the billions and billions of people in the whole universe are control their destinies. Like, yep. And uh, and you and the rest of this place was created by the timekeepers to enforce that. Like, yep. So how long have you worked hmm. here? Well, it's complicated. See, yeah, well, I don't work. know really. Yeah, time doesn't work the same. Yeah. Hmm. So essentially, they're basically like not even human, I guess. Yeah. Maybe it's... they're all robots. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So uh, this is probably all. This is probably more like um, fanboy fan fiction. But looking at the clip, it looks pretty clear as day. So I saw a video online, which I shared with you guys in the chat earlier. Um, there's theories going around because there's a, a brief moment when I think it's when <laughs> Loki escapes the room for the first time, like after Owen Wilson takes off for a hot minute and he uses that opportunity to go wandering. Um, as he leaves and he goes into the hallway, you see another one of those time portal doors open up in the background, like way in the back of the hallway. Oh, yeah. And out walks one of the TVA agents hauling away another variant. And the variant looks like the spitting image of Peggy Carter. Like 40s, like same build, same outfit. They even there was even a deep dive video where they showed a very similar outfit to her. So that could be a reference to what if? Could be, yeah. So uh, the video that I watched, they're saying because if if what if takes place in an alternate history with you know Captain Britain, yeah, yeah, Um, could also be, and this is probably just fanboys extra hard geeking out but kind of a meta way of marvel acknowledging that they're scrubbing other universes because Mm. the way things played out now the agent carter tv series and the agents of shield tv series are non-existent and the tva would not want them to exist because that rules weren't supposed to happen so the agent carter show version of peggy carter is being hauled away as a variant because there was also a bunch of time travel in the last season of agents of shield yeah yeah mm-hmm. so they they've probably already all been hauled away <laughs> like sorry well, not guys. just time travel but time travel and universe multi- multiverse travel yeah oh, but would they need to haul them away as variants because uh, they weren't really aware that they were variants they would just like hit the big reset bomb button right like they were doing the little reset grenades well, it depends if, if an extra one of them was created somehow. But I think we had like multiple Fitzes at one point. 
So possibly. Yeah, there was, yeah. there was too many fixes. Like, <laughs> the cloak guy at the end was basically taking the bombs. Yeah, he was collecting them. So maybe he plans on using them for some alternate thing. Nefarious purposes. No. Nefarious. But anyway, that was a, I mean, the it's getting into like the, uh, the <clears throat> geek theorizing weeds a bit. But if you watch that quick clip, it 100% looks like Peggy Carter. I think it's just an Easter egg. I don't think it's going to yeah. mean anything. Yeah, even if they don't follow up on it, it was probably just something intentional for them to like, oh man, fanboy's going to get go crazy about this. Like, check it out. <laughs> We're going to put Peggy in the background for no explicable reason. <laughs> yeah, Peggy anyway. was definitely Mephesto. Everybody's Mephesto. <laughs> yes, you win, Todd. <laughs> One of these days, eventually, they're going to get around to Mephesto. You're like, I called it! I called it. And you're Mephisto. And you're Mephisto. And you you're Mephisto. Mephisto. You get a Mephisto. <laughs> uh, well, it is you. funny. There is that. There is that. Like uh, that painting, or is the it the stained glass window? The stained glass window, and it looks. I mean, it looks pretty much like Mephisto. It really but supposedly, did. Yeah. But supposedly, the showrunner was actually like, actually, that's Loki, not Mephisto. Yeah, uh, but maybe that's he's just getting us off the maybe. scent. Maybe yeah. Mephisto is Loki. Oh, what? he's not a robot, but maybe he's Mephisto in disguise. I don't know. Fucking whatever. <laughs> I mean, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I can't wait for episode two. Um, yeah. Coming out I'm Wednesdays. Like- that kind of threw me off. I thought it was going to be Fridays, but I'm liking this already way better than Winter Soldier. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. But we get two. We get two shows. We get uh, Loki and we get uh, Bad Batch, which you still haven't watched yet. I've watched the first few episodes of Bad Batch. I need to catch up, but it's still going to be going. I'm going gonna, gonna to catch up this week and we can talk about it next week. Yeah, yeah. For sure. so it's actually it's a slightly longer season. There's 16 episodes for Bad oh, Batch. Okay. That's cool. Any word if they're going to continue or if it's uh, limited? Uh, not yet. No uh, word yet. I would imagine probably so. Probably. probably. All, but it's, I mean, it's, all of those like animated shows for the the various ones they've they've all gone at least like four seasons yeah well, they'll do a and clone wars they'll go four seasons they'll take a break for a bit and they'll say oh no we have unreleased episodes and then fan and then we'll get in two new seasons over the next 10 years yeah seriously <laughs> but there was there was uh, a couple of shit. <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple of interesting tie-ins on this this latest episode so huh. Byron, I think you'll like the the last episode for for reasons. Okay, interesting. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I ha- I don't know why I, I I've been I've been so friggin' busy the last like two weeks. It's insane. Um, but uh, yeah, I I started watching it on my. F- I got stranded uh, last night in Portland after my last bus left, and I didn't make it. So. Right. Uh, I waited for a uh, an Uber for like 45 minutes and I finished a couple episodes of Bad Batch last night on my phone waiting for my Uber. Oh, uh, oh and a, a quick update on my uh, Fear the Walking Dead marathon. Yeah. I just started season six today. Oh, I'm shit. I got to catch up. <laughs> yeah. So season six is the current season and it's more annoying to watch because it's not on Hulu. It's on AMC's shitty app that oh, crashes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. I refuse. I, I I still haven't watched the last ep- or the last season of Better Call Saul, and I refuse to watch it until it shows up on Netflix. Yeah, I may wait for Hulu or Netflix. Um, the Fear the Walking Dead though, just really quick. So my official like 
just overall review of it, I'm enjoying it now a hell of a lot more than the main series. <laughs> Me, really? the longtime defender of the main series, because wow. without giving too much away, uh, Fear the Walking Dead starts off. Actually, I'd say even more dark than the main show, because in the oh, main absolutely. show, the main show from the get go, you had Rick, who's, you know, the good Boy Scout and, you know, inspires. He's got his small little, you know, band of people who are trying to do good and just trying to survive as best they can, whatever. And then, of course, they run into fucking villain. Villains are us. Um, And it gets all dark and shit. But Fear the Walking Dead, the core cast kind of starts out very unlikable, very fast. (laughs) Like they're kind of the baddies on the verge of being baddies. Like they're constantly just like all of them, except for the dad are awful characters. Yeah. Just fucking each other over. And And then then the dad just gets like the the worst death. Yeah, his death is. <laughs> he was not so built bad. for the apocalypse at all. Yeah. Well, and um, you know, did you hear about why he, why that happened? Oh, what do we want? He was do? about to go off to uh, New Zealand to film Avatar for two years. Oh shit! Oh, yeah. okay. Um, so, so the show starts. Oh, off that's that, the, way. that. That reminds me. Sorry to cut you off, but that reminds me. We're getting an Avatar open world game. What? Yep. Oh, I saw that. I didn't. I didn't click on the links or anything, but I saw the headline. Was there a trailer or anything? Or just yeah, there was a trailer for it. It looked. Oh, wow. It looked like Avatar. So at I mean, first I got oh, all interesting. At first I got all excited because I thought it was the last Airbender. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 Once I saw the the yeah, Navi- why are there no Avatar games? Like there was Airbender never games. a single oh, mm. uh, Airbender. Um, yeah. I'll have to look them up. I haven't even looked and seen if there are. Any. Well, I know why there's no Avatar. Well, there was one Avatar game. It's because nobody wanted it. Oh, well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, oh, um, but yeah, anyway, really quick. So Fear of the Walking Dead starts out where everybody kind of sucks. <laughs> and then that season four, uh, a minor, like a soft reboot sort of happens. And they don't kill off everybody, but the surviving characters... Well, that's when, um, and this isn't really a spoiler, because uh, this is widely known, uh, Morgan from the main show yeah. kicks over joins, to yeah. joins Fear the Walking Dead. And because he is the, you know, the peaceful man, um, well, he's bounced well, back from like... Sort of. Yeah, he's bounced back and forth. Comes and goes, yeah. Psycho killing machine to finding his like Buddhist ways and whatever. So um, going back to being a psycho killing machine. Yeah. yeah, so that's why he leaves again. That was the story behind him leaving the main show because he's like, I can't deal with this like constant, like all you guys do is run into bad guys. <laughs> and yeah. so I'm forced to be a warrior and I can't do this. Like I want to find peace. And so he wanders off on his own and then falls into the Fear the Walking Dead cast people. Ooh, yeah. And he inspires a much more optimistic uh like hopeful way of living into the show and the oh, whole show gets injected with that vibe from then on out and which is it just it's kind of it's weird it's like oh a lot of moments in the show are now like very feel good like heartwarming in the fucking zombie apocalypse yeah so I, I i'm loving the hell out of it it's it's and it and it moves you know it just it moves a lot faster than the main show i think ever has so, so yeah i would recommend it yeah. Yeah, I'll probably uh, catch up to it. Yeah. All right, guys. Better get out of here. Um, Thank you for joining. We'll be back next week with uh, probably more gaming news and more Loki. 
this is Tony. This is Todd. This is Byron. And uh, Megan and Andrea have wandered off to their own thing. So. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Adios, guys. Play video games. <laughs> Bye.